2: No, these are the other
0: stories.
2: (laughs) Today's episode of the other stories is dedicated to Joshua and Stephanie Boucher, who recently celebrated their 16 year wedding anniversary. Congratulations, guys, that's amazing, and here's to many, many more years. Kes has even offered to fly over and deliver a delicious blood sacrifice or two in your honour. Sorry, not your honour. Your shed. Today's episode is The Toll, written by Andy Conduit-Turner and narrated by James Barnett, a.k.a. Jimmy Horace.
0: Mayday. Mayday. Control. This is HC-763. We have critical failures across all engines, and have structural damage across several sections. Hopes of us getting to a safe site for emergency landing are fading fast. I... You should alert authorities on the ground to expect the worst. Captain Jordan Stewart closed his eyes for a moment, and for just a second, embraced his own fear and despair. There was nothing the tower could respond with that would change what was to come. His skill and experience could do nothing to save him or any of the other 192 souls aboard. All we could do now was bring them down somewhere that wouldn't harm anyone on the ground. Opening his eyes, he steeled himself to perform his final duty as captain. Wish us luck, Tower. We're about to. Can I offer you fine folks a lift? Well, who is this? The pilot leaned in as he spoke. It couldn't be. If you look out the window to your left, you should see that everything is going to be just fine. From outside, the blue superlative smiled and saluted the two pilots as he watched them wave excitedly from their seats in the cockpit. Tell everyone to hold tight. With that, the world's premier hero disconnected their radio link and accelerated ahead of the distressed plane to assess the situation, his golden cape streaking behind him. Looking at the state of the wings and the flame-stricken engines, there was no way that they'd stay attached with the kind of force deceleration would place on them? Better to take them off by choice. Summoning the mighty force of the power unbound and focusing it into his hands, he dived back towards the falling aircraft at blinding speed, Passengers watching in awe from the windows saw little more than a flash of blue and gold. Rending slice! With an energy charged chop from a glowing hand, the left wing of the plane was cut free in the blink of an eye. Solar glare! A concentrated beam of energy streamed from the hero's eyes as he cleared the tail of the plane, immediately severing the other wing, leaving the aircraft as little more than a floating tube hanging in the air for a few fleeting moments before gravity would assert itself. Atomizing blast. Floating in a standing position, blue superlative released a ball of energy from each hand. Each sphere sparked with power as it homed in on its target, and as each wing was struck, began to disintegrate, deadly debris evaporating into harmless dust. Flexing his muscles for some heavy lifting, He dived back towards the plane. I'll have a 99 with a flake and strawberry sauce, please. Victor turned and began rummaging in the van for a new box of flakes. From a warm Saturday in the park, business had been slow. He wouldn't be able to afford another summer like this. He could have sworn he'd packed a fresh box somewhere, maybe behind the wafers, He knelt as he continued to search, grumbling to himself. The problem these days was that everyone still expected a 99 to cost 99p. Baristas were artists, and paying $3.50 for a coffee was nothing. But no one cared about a living wage for the long-suffering ice cream technician. Found them. Sorry about that, Sonny. Almost couldn't find the... Victor trailed off as he saw the smiling face of an instantly recognisable new customer and a growing queue behind him, all leading from a wingless plane deposited safely on the playing fields opposite. Keep those coming, chum. I've some people here who've had a busy morning and could use something to help them. Chill. With that, the blue superlative turned, saluted the smiling crowd, and then took back to the skies. On the wind... His super-hearing picked up the protests of the bemused ice cream man. Who's gonna pay for this? Who indeed? Grant woke with a jolt, his ears ringing with sounds that it took him several moments to fully comprehend. His bed shook, nearly throwing him to the ground as he untangled himself from his blankets and scrambled for the clothes strewn at his bedside. Morris! Morris! Wake up! It's a fire or something! His roommate, Morris, was somehow still dead to the world. Grant was no grass, but it was clear he was not sticking to the center's rules on drug and alcohol abuse if he could sleep through whatever was going on. Come on, mate, get up! Physically shaking Morris as he began to stir, Grant began to wrestle him awkwardly to his feet. Horace mumbled and did his best to cooperate, but the fire escape felt like a long way. The door to their room was thrown open. A man Grant recognised from their intake day, but whose name he had not yet committed to memory stood in the frame. Get out! He screamed, voice cracking with fear. Help me with him! There's no time! Just run, it's... The man whose name Grant wished he'd learned, fell expressionless and silently to the ground, his head detaching from his body as he dropped. In his place, the doorway was filled by a dark figure, its glowing red eyes staring directly into the room. The eyes of nightmares, outshone only by the crackling energy scythe that the shadow was wielding. Grant froze, gripping Morris tight, His companion dragged to rapid sobriety by the side of the figure which loomed towards them.
1: The law may consider your debt paid, but justice calls for greater recompense.
0: you are not supposed to be real.
1: Morris stammered, wide-eyed. The night shadow is all too real. The only myth here is your chance of escape.
0: Grant barely had time to dive away as the wraith swung its menacing blade upwards, embedding it into Morris’s chest so far that it re-emerged from his back like a ghastly shark fin of deep purple energy. Flecks of blood evaporating into nothingness from the weapon’s surface. With a grunt, the Avenger seemed to send yet more power through Morris’s now very lifeless body. Raw energy arced through him, sparking from his eyes and open mouth, before beginning to eradicate him from existence altogether. From his position, cowering on the floor, Grant saw what looked like a skeleton form of Morris, for just a moment, before he was completely obliterated. Sparks hung in the air where the man had stood, only moments ago, while his killer tuned his attention towards Grant. The electrical charge in the air made his hair stand on end, ecstatic static before the thunderbolt that threatened to strike him down. Please. I'm not a bad person. Trying to do things right. I The glow in the Shadow Knight's eyes grew less intense. The energy that filled the room seeming to recede back into the figure.
1: The toll was being paid. Be sure the next time it is owed. You are far from anywhere justice seeks payment.
0: Turning, the figure made the slightest gesture towards the far wall of the room reducing it to rubble. By the time Grant dared open his eyes again, he was alone in what remained of his room. The vengeful attacker had vanished into the night, leaving behind nothing but the sound of alarms and wails of the survivors. Half an hour and half the world away, as dawn began to break over Balan City, a confrontation between two opposing forces. ...that had been brewing since each had received the power that made them began. Your rampage ends here, Shadow Knight.
1: Indeed it does, hero. The toll has been satisfied. I'll be seeing you next time.
0: With that, as the first rays of sun touched upon his home... ...the shroud of his darker half faded from around him... ...and only Carl Kander, the world's mightiest hero... The blue superlative remained. His thoughts were consumed by the pain that no foe could ever visit upon him. The knowledge that each and every victory he won must be followed by a defeat he could not resist. That each life saved must be followed by another taken, a life taken by the one fiend he could not meet in battle, himself. He had saved 193 lives when he rescued that plane. Only to take that same number from the residence of a rehabilitation centre mere hours later. It was the same with every act of heroism he performed. The toll always had to be paid. Already, his enhanced hearing began to pick up distant sounds, events unfolding, cries for help, the rumble of tectonic plates that would become the earthquakes of the future. With the might of the power unbound, bestowed upon him, he could answer them all, but increasingly, he wondered if he should. In a single bound he shot up, above it all, above the buildings, the clouds, the noise of the world, until he hovered in place, looking down at the earth as only he could, weighing up if it was a price he was willing to keep paying.
1: I grant you a portion of my power unbound. Use it to save lives as you will, but know that there must always be balance in all things. Yours is the power to decide."
0: He still remembered the words. They say that gods move in mysterious ways. Apparently, cosmic space entities with the power of gods were no different, and both offered similarly clear guidance on what to do in times of crisis. Carl had wanted to be a hero since as long as he could remember, but he had never wanted to be a god, deciding whose life was worth saving, or sacrificing. The same arguments he'd convinced himself of over the years all raced to the surface. He'd only intervene when it was the only hope. He'd steer the shadow towards only truly evil people. He'd keep looking for a way to stop it. Deep down, he already knew none of these would work. He knew what he had to do. From this day forward, I shall be a hero no more. He declared to nobody but the void of space before summoning all the unbound power he could muster. For one colossal blast of equal parts defiance and submission into the infinite. The power would always remain within him. But he was determined that he'd never call on it again, allowing himself to float gently back earthwards. He began to wonder how he would reimagine his life. Before any of that, though, he needed sleep. Carl awoke as the afternoon began to give way to evening. His decision had not kept him awake. In fact, it was perhaps the sound as he had slept in years. Mindfully... He dulled his perception, resisting the urge to use super-senses to learn all that was going on in the world. And instead, embraced the normal life he had committed to. He clicked on the TV, to be greeted with an image of his former self, in full heroic attire. World salutes greatest hero, in bold letters along the screen's lower edge. And then, mere hours after saving a plane in distress... Satellite images captured these images of a legendary hero, seemingly firing an energy ball into the cosmos. Charming scene of a champion, letting off steam? So we all thought, until Dr. Lee of NASA's Deep Space Division looked a little further afield. The image shifted to that of a scientist, hastily video linked in from an untidy office. TMT-132 first became visible to our instruments a few days ago. Our teams have been studying the astral body's properties and telemetry day and night since that moment. We finally were able to establish that planetoid, roughly two-thirds the size of our moon, and composed of highly unstable elements, would have, at its current speed and course, struck the Earth in approximately eight months' time. However, mere moments after confirming this data, As we prepared to alert world government officials, the energy blast of the Blue Superlative reached TMT 132 and has reduced it to nothing more than harmless fragments. So, you're saying that the Blue Superlative has saved the day yet again? This time without any need for us to panic or call for help? The news anchor interjected. What I'm saying is that the Blue Superlative, quietly and without fanfare or collateral damage, just undoubtedly save the life of every living being on this planet. Shit. Cal sighed as the black shroud began to form.
2: I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. The tale was written by Andy Conduit Turner, narrated by James Barnett, aka Jimmy Horrors, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson and sound effects provided by freesound.org The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House A quick thanks to our community managers Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch and Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading and of course to Ben Errington for all the Morris dancing he does around the social media maypole in the name of content Andy Conduit turner is a writer, editor and podcaster from the UK with a love of horror across all mediums. You can find his stories on several volumes of the other stories, his comics published by Horde Comics and more. You'll find Andy himself at AndyCTWrites on Twitter on the Horror Hangout podcast, discussing the best and worst of horror films. Oh, Andy's standing right behind you. James Barnett is the producer of the Night's End podcast, a short story fiction podcast with tales of horror and the paranormal. Search for it wherever you get your podcasts. And you can catch other works of his over at jamesbarnettauthor.com and that's Barnett with two Ts. Would you like Hawk and Cleaver to dedicate an episode of The Other Stories to yourself, your partner or your favourite flavour of jam sandwich? Then boy, do we have the solution for you. You can head over to gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and get yourself an episode dedication. Not only will we read out your dedication on the show, but your money will help pay to keep the show running and help us to pay the creators for the incredible work they do. Once again, that's over on our web store at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Spelt like chewing gum found on the road. gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the Story Studio Hawk & Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No-Derivatives License. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic.
0: Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?